Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel for the week four betting video, five bets that I have in recording this on Tuesday afternoon to release on Wednesday morning. So we're going to take a couple of totals, and this is not going to include any of my player props. Player props will have all throughout the week. I usually put a thread out in the last couple of weeks. I've taken 20, 25, depending on the week. Player props for the Monday, Thursday night games, and also the main slates on Sunday. This will be strictly my spreads and totals betting, and I'm going to have way more exposure on player props because there's way more leans on there as opposed to spreads and totals where there's only a couple of leans in a given week. You just have to maximize how much you actually want to get down on them. So have a couple of totals have a couple of spreads last week we ended up going i believe three and two might have been two and three depending on what the closing number ended up being and where you got it on the over under for arizona's game i mean it ended at 50 over under is at 50 for a push depending on where you got it 51 in some spots is where it closed at so let's get into week four now and if you like this video at any point please do schmack around the subscribe button so we'll start it off with my first bet of the week one that i do indeed like and this number might get even higher because people love taking overs so when you're taking unders you get a little bit of a benefit the first bet i have is the under 53 and a half i got that on fanduel it's at 53 in a lot of spots but 53 and a half on fanduel of the cleveland browns and minnesota vikings game look this is two teams that ideally want to run the ball i mean we, we know for a fact cleveland with again the top offensive line in the league so far for run blocking the number two ranked according to pro football focus run offense we know what they want to do we know that they want to run the ball that's the whole point of the kevin Stefanski offense but so does the minnesota vikings they want to run the ball and kirk cousins has eight of their nine touchdowns on offense this year he won't continue to have an eight to one pass to rush touchdown ratio they're going to start to run the ball when they don't get any shootout type of environments like arizona and cleveland and their defense and what they're able to do with their front i would expect i would expect to take some heat off playing too high more running to dalvin cook if he's healthy or alexander madison because you saw madison be able to handle that last week only one yard away from being the leading rusher on the sunday slate one yard behind derrick henry so cleveland comes in with a top five run blocking unit and a rush offense and also a top five unit in terms of their defensive line right now cleveland ranks number one in rushing epa and minnesota is going to rank around average in rushing epa and they just haven't had the ability to get more volume there because of the cook injury and because of just trailing in a lot of these games you finally saw that tilt a little bit last week when you saw the rushing attack go on and you saw the more two tight end sets and tyler conklin being involved more often over so of uh, kj osborne because of the fact that they were able to actually run the ball so these two teams want to run the ball a lot meaning that the milk clock off the top these two teams who oh yeah the most important set here both rank bottom five in situational pace neutral situational pace meaning that these are two of the five slowest teams in the nfl in terms of how many plays they get off in a game when the game is not in a shootout or they're playing from behind and have to pass when it's a neutral game script and both teams are pretty solid at limiting the opposing quarterback's success so far per drop back meaning that chunk plays are likely not to be there in this matchup so a 53 and a half total i mean i thought this game would probably open around 50 seeing how it where it opens right now we're taking the under here and we're going to go ahead and snag it over on and you can take this right now on odds jam odds jam is a tool that i use to shop my lines for a bunch of different types of stuff not just over unders or spreads but you can shop your lines right here and you can see where you can get it right now you can see that it's over under 52 you can still see the 53 is still here if you want to snag some nice numbers on the 53 look at this DraftKings is offering a minus 110 on the under 53 and a half that is basically exactly the price that i got it at i got it on fanduel you can get it at minus 106 at under 53 and a half right now i got it at minus 110 on fanduel under 53 and a half as of this recording you can still get it there this is the spot to get it go on odds jam right now they have some other tools as well on odds jam if you want to check them out arbitrage middling numbers they show you exactly where there's situations in the betting market from different sports books where if you place on one line 
and you place it on the other side on the other, you're guaranteed to not lose money. But if it middles in the middle of it and you are, say, you're in between for a 55 total, you can actually hit both bets on that because you can be under maybe a 56 and over 54 on one site. You middle the number, you double your money. Worst case scenario, you just break even. They'll show you notifications and situations where that's possible. It's a pretty cool product. You can check it out as well over on Odds Jam. So that's where I would go with my first bet early on. That's where I would take it at the under 53 and a half. That is probably, it's up there as like a top three favorite bet. I know a lot of people will rank, this is my favorite bet of the week. I have like three that stand out of these five. That's one of them. The second one, and this one is right there is maybe the one that I like the most, is Arizona right now. You're getting plus six. I picked this one up at DraftKings. Plus six against the Rams. Now the Rams in the primetime spot at 4 p.m. just knocked off Tampa Bay and they did it with ease. Like the closing score of that game was not even as close. The Rams played a lot of soft shells in the, set, in the fourth quarter. It was a blowout. So obviously the Rams are fantastic, but six points, this should be a three point spread in my opinion. Six points is a lot here. The Rams are stacked, but Arizona is no slouch by any means. And the Rams rank number one in offensive EPA, but Arizona ranks top five, number four in offensive EPA. Okay. Well, the Rams are good on defense. Well, they're number 11 in defensive EPA when the, when the Arizona Cardinals number five in defensive EPA, this is a five top five overall complete team through three weeks in the NFL in this Arizona Cardinals team. And the Rams are right there as well. They're up there in the top five, but these are two teams that are evenly matched in my opinion. I mean, you're getting the number one pass blocking advantage. I put a tweet out. You can check my tweet right here. Follow me on Twitter at DFS. I mean, right now the Cardinals are number one in pass protection, according to pro football focus through the first three weeks and the Rams struggle to allow, or they struggle in stopping efficient quarterbacks. They're number 22 in, in drop back EPA meaning every time a quarterback drops back, whereas Kyler Murray is number four in EPA as a quarterback and combined him with his completion percentage over expectation. He is playing very efficient right now, going up against a defense that, if anything, this Rams defense is solid, but they do struggle to stop efficient play, as many defenses do, but the Rams do, because it's, it's basically Aaron Donald and Ramsey, and if Donald isn't getting there and you go to another side where Ramsey is not there, it's usually a nice spot for you as a quarterback. And that also factors in Kyler Murray's rushing upside as well in terms of his overall EPA. So that's a nice spot to be in, but on defense, again, they're no slouch up front these are two strong offensive lines and two solid pass rushes right now you have arizona ranking as the number two pass rush so far thank you chandler jones against the number two pass protection unit in the rams look i think that these two teams are very similar it might come down to the fact that arizona is top five right now in rushing epa and the rams can stop the run it might come down to that can they stop just any type of semblance of a running game and mainly kyler murray but based on all these numbers there's no advantage there's no insane advantage that the rams have right now over and maybe you can say it's wide receivers i would disagree with you there i don't see the insane advantage that the rams have of course aaron donald is an advantage every week and Jalen ramsey is fantastic but if we're talking about how these teams play as a unit not individual personnel there's not an insane advantage not one where a plus six is justified i got it at plus three we can check on odds jam right now where you can currently get this number and i said i got it at plus three i got it at plus six and the plus six is out there the plus six is the number to get right now you can get it basically wherever the hell you want this is the plus six on the rams right now you can get it over on DraftKings. you can get it over on fanduel right now if you want to get it on DraftKings and fanduel it's going to be a minus 115 fanduel's a minus 114 i got it on DraftKings. DraftKings is offering it right now at minus 125 so there's some juice coming in there meaning you should take it on fanduel it's cheaper uh it's basically like uh $11 cheaper for $100 you bet to get it on FanDuel right now you can get it on if you have access to like elite sports books or Fox bet some better numbers there that's on odds jam so that's interesting I'm also curious to see what the money line on this game is right now so you can get you I mean depending on where you look you can get right now and bet online at plus 215 that's the best number I'm seeing right now but DraftKings is plus 200 for the money line I'm not totally against putting a money line wager on this at plus 200 especially because this problem this number probably comes down to like plus 160 plus 150 before lock comes obviously 
obviously I like Arizona plus six, but I'm not against going money line here at plus 200. I think this is a really good spot. These are two evenly matched teams, and there's some juice coming in because of their win in the primetime game against the Bucks. And it was an impressive win. This is an impressive team. But now you're getting the Cardinals to come to town who are also an impressive team. So those are the two bets that I like a lot. The final three bets, this one, the third one is going to be Detroit plus three versus Chicago. And this one might be on like the square side of it if you want to play the whole sharps and the fish and the versus the squares. Like Chicago, 47 yards of offense, looked terrible last week. They don't even know who they're starting at quarterback this week because of how bad it looked and if Dalton's healthy and Justin Fields has a hand problem going on right now. And it almost seems like the, the obvious public bet to take Detroit plus three here because Detroit just loses on a 66-yard field goal late. They compete for the first three quarters with the pass. Packers. They come back late against the 49ers. Like this is a team that is scrappy looking for their first swim. And now they get the team in Chicago where I think Detroit might be the better team if you're talking about money lines here. So I did take them plus three. It does feel a little bit like an obvious bet, but sometimes that's how this works out. Chicago right now is second worst in offense in terms of their EPA. Their offensive EPA, they're the second worst offense in the NFL. And you might think, all right, well, at least they're good defense. No, no not at all. This defense right now ranks bottom three, 30th in the NFL, and allowing the opposing team to be successful per dropback. Number 30 in QB success rate right now is what this defense is allowing. This is a bad offense, a bad defense, borderline one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're bottom five right now in terms of what they're allowing in the rushing yards department, and oh yeah, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, one of the better two-headed backfields through the first three weeks, are coming to town. And then you factor in that where Detroit has maybe been best, like best overall, their offensive line is the best unit on their team, but their defensive line has been quietly ranked number sec seven in pressure generating through three weeks and you get a defensive line that just allowed or offensive line for the bears that just allowed nine sacks and way more pressure than those nine sacks last week against another good defensive front in the browns so the lions who rank 22nd in offensive efficiency but when you break it down a little bit more they look top 15 in overall success rate on the ground jared goff is number 17 in success rate per drop back right now so when you break it down this is a better offense so far a much better offense both when you factor in the running game the offensive line for sure and the quarterback play and the wide receiver all this is a much better offense the only thing that the bears have right now is Allen robinson but they can't utilize him so when you look at this it's a better offense and it's even a better defense so far it's not saying much the Lions on defense are not great but they have a pass rush their secondary when it's going to zone right now is holding up for parts of the game so this is a better team the Detroit Lions are a better team I get it I get where you're getting right now from Chicago at home on a neutral field this would be a coin flip I understand that you're getting a home field advantage of these three points so I'll take the three points because I think they are the better team and if you wanted to just go get the the money line a plus 135 money line is not a terrible bet here for what I consider the better team right now been in all three of their games you get it at plus 35 basically everywhere right now uh depending on where you want to get it it really doesn't matter it's available everywhere at this point Fox bet FanDuel plus 130 Fox bet plus 135 Borgata plus 135 that's where I would probably go with that if you want to look at the money line. Otherwise, on odds jam, the best numbers are going to be at that plus three. Right now, Detroit plus three. Basically, wherever you're looking is like minus 115. You can get some nicer numbers if you're looking on FanDuel right now. FanDuel and DraftKings are offering some of the best numbers, but FanDuel is at minus 115. That's probably your best number you're going to find right now for availability reasons. If you have some availability to bet Fred, go for it, but probably not. FanDuel at minus 115 over DraftKings if you have the luxury of having both of those sports books. This is where you should get it as of this recording. Of course, shop your lines, which is why odds jam is a partner now of the show because they're very helpful in terms of allowing us to quickly shop our lines and not having to go individually to every single sports book and click what is that line and then have these 10 browsers up it's all right there on a the dashboard makes it very easy no matter what you're betting on check it out down below oddsjam.com the final two bets the fourth bet of the day is going to be carolina plus five versus dallas and i can see this one going either way of course but these are two evenly matched teams now we'll see how important the jc horn who's on ir they just traded for cj henderson now carolina but we'll see how important that that loss of jc horn who was playing great the rookie for them is they had some other defensive injuries in that game both of these teams 
terrible on defense a year to two years ago great on defense so far this year like this is a 50 and a half over under i'm tempted to make my sixth bet outside of some of these money lines we've talked about the under in this game because this is not the same cowboys offense you once saw you don't have to have dak prescott pressuring because they're getting turnovers at this point right they're getting pick sixes like in the monday night football game and they're just holding the other teams down so the cowboys aren't forced to throw 50 times a game like week one against tampa bay you're not seeing that as much this defense in the secondary looks solid and micah parsons even though they don't have lawrence on the defensive line he's looking like a direct replacement if not better for him right now digs in the secondary looks great but five points for carolina for evenly matched teams i do think this spread should be three points i think this should be a three-point spread similar to arizona and at that point i probably wouldn't touch it and i would lean the over under in the under 50 or 50 and a half but at plus five i think we're getting two points here by the end of the week carolina is the number one defense through the first three weeks in epa and now they get the number 10 offense in dallas so that's a pretty nice matchup there but on the flip side of this one you have dallas being the number eight defense yes yeah, a top 10 defense so far through three weeks and expected points added versus carolina who's number 12 on offense so these are two solid teams coming to town to face each other carolina is top five in pass rush versus dallas is number 14 pass protection and Carolina has the number two secondary so far again you're losing CJ Horn you're bringing in another first round pick who has struggled CJ Henderson after the trade for Dan Arnold and some draft capital but better than just a replacement level player who's going in there so you have that number two secondary versus the Dallas Cowboys top 12 borderline passing offense this is some evenly matched teams again I think the spread should be plus three here as long as you're trying to take this wage right now and the spread is not plus three I would advocate for taking Carolina plus five and I lean the under in this game of about 50 and a half 51 50 depending on where you see it and you can see right here the Carolina plus five on oddsjam.com you can see that the it's it's the bet right it's the minus 110 bet basically wherever you want to get it right now the best number you're going to get is minus 110 it is the bet to get you're going to get the best odds on DraftKings on FanDuel you can kind of just get whatever you want Fox bet here um bet MGM bet USA every single thing that you're looking at right here the all these plus 110s that is for the Carolina Panthers plus five that is going to be your best number get it before the line moves because my guess is the line will move uh, you had the Dallas Cowboys just beat and blow out their division rivals the Eagles who are probably not that good but blow them out on Monday Night Football you already have so that's prime time you already have the brand of the Cowboys and in general everybody wanting to bet on the Cowboys and I think this is skewing it away from the Carolina Panthers who I think teams that people are starting to believe in the public is starting to believe in right the Sam Darnold experiment with Joe Brady in this offense but the public sees that Christian McCaffrey is hurt not on IR so probably doesn't play this week but he's hurt he's hurt they might have some still disbelief in Sam Darnold and when you compare the brand of the Panthers to the brand of the Cowboys and the last thing you saw from week three football was the Cowboys spanking around the Eagles I think it's easy to see why there's a little bit more of a number here I think it gets closer to plus three by the end of the week and now my final wager is going to be in as a Packers fan I think this is where the right number is it's plus seven on Pittsburgh what is everybody saying right now Big Ben is washed he's done Big Ben is the worst and yeah he didn't look great in that game but that was also a game where they and they were trailings but that was also a game where it was competitive for the large majority of the game like they end up losing in that game 24 to 10 so they lose 14 by 14 points in what is potentially the worst outcome and now you should probably get Deontay Johnson back this week and maybe TJ Watt and Devin Bush and some of these players start to get healthier for you and Joe Hayden starts to come back right you can actually get that defense back up into order but this Steelers team you're getting plus seven with them and I do think the Packers win this game I'm not interested in the money line here but the Steelers team is still pretty solid the Steelers are ranking right now in the 14 in defensive epa so they're around average on defense and that's with missing tj watt for a game and a half and devin bush for two games right some of their best players where the packers offense although we saw them in prime time look nice and these last two weeks they've looked solid if you're talking about efficiency on a per play a per play basis it's number 16 this is just an average offense so far when it needs to click it clicks all right they target 19 times Devonte adams the next closest guy is four targets on sunday night but it's not dialing on all cylinders non-stop in these games they're not scoring 34 35 points in these games right so 
You get the Steelers with a solid defense against what should be a solid offense. That's a good matchup right there. On the opposite side of this one, though, yeah, the Steelers offense ranks 25th right now, but they're going to get Deontay Johnson, the number one target back. They're going to have the best matchup they'll have on the ground so far for Najee Harris, who's not getting much. And they get the biggest weakness on this Packers team, which is their defense. They rank 27th, borderline bottom five, sixth worst team through three weeks in defensive EPA, expected points added. This is yet again another bad Packers defense, and it stems from the pass rush. They don't have Zadarius Smith. He's injured right now. They're not getting any pressure so far, which is leaving time for what is a good secondary in Green Bay, Eric Stokes looks to be a solid first round pick early on, an upgrade from Kevin King for sure. Jair on the other side, the safeties and Darnell Savage and Amos are solid units back there. But when there's no pressure on the quarterback, it's going to be tough for those secondary guys to stick on the defenders. And that's what's happening right now. So this Packers secondary, this Packers defense in general is not that great against a not great pack, uh, P- Pittsburgh offense, but we're getting seven points here. So I'll take my chances with Deontay Johnson coming back that they'll be able to move the ball and also be able to hold on the Packers. This game is in Green Bay, but what you're getting right now for the Packers defense is they continue to struggle defending the pass allowing a 57 percent success rate to the opposing quarterback third worst in the nfl and pittsburgh is top 10 right now at limiting the opposing quarterback success rate and rogers so far the last two weeks has been more successful of course than week one but rogers is still right now borderline top 10 in efficiency and number 14 in success rate it's not like he's been insanely elite this year he's been solid the last two games but not insanely elite just when he has to turn it on he's turned it on so i think we're gonna get another narrative here kind of like dallas you're gonna get this narrative of ah pittsburgh looks like shit they're terrible and i don't think they're that great this year but i don't think it's proper for how good their defense is and how bad the Packers defense is I don't think it's proper to lay a plus seven number here I think the spread in this game should probably be closer to like a a plus six to plus five so we'll take Pittsburgh plus seven we'll take that as our fifth option you can go ahead of course and you can snag that right now I'm not interested in the money line but you go ahead you can see all the other things that you can look at for odds comparisons here first half money line win margin by certain amount of points the totals the point spread of course by quarter the win margin but the Steelers plus seven is still the bet depending on where you want to get it you can get a pretty solid number out there I mean the minus 115s are out there on Bavada right now you're getting the minus 118s the minus 118s the minus 120s over on FanDuel I'd probably take the minus 118 right now on FanDuel I mean if you really want the 115 on Bavada and you trust Bavada you can go ahead and get it I'll stay away from some of the offshore books when I can actually if you have the luxury of sticking to some of these onshore Fox bet minus 120 118 on FanDuel DraftKings doesn't have a number out as of right now of this recording but that's where I would go with the plus seven on the Steelers thanks to Odds Jams our partner use them for all of your odds comparisons no matter what the odds is if you're sports betting pull it up oddsjams.com it's as simple as that so that is my five bets a five finger schmack for all of you beautiful people out there best of luck on your bets this week we're here in week four videos dropping daily on the channel i'd like to ask you one more time to hit the subscribe button if you made it all the way through it really does help my channel grow and the like button i appreciate you for tuning in check out the sponsor of the show odds jam and i'll see you all all you beautiful people in the next video